0: Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.
1: Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, chat TV. Appreciate you being here. It's a day of charity. Raising money for the second harvest. You can donate if you're in the chat. If you will go to YouTube, you'll see the donate button. Hit it and uh, offer up your support as we try to Feed those in need, and uh, all of it, 100% of your donation goes to the Second Harvest. Uh, Nothing going to us or Warchand or or anything like that. Nothing to the radio station, nobody. All Second Harvest. So if you feel inclined and you're able to help out, they appreciate it. I appreciate it. We all do, and we thank you in advance. We will recognize those uh, as well, as we did at the end of last hour. We'll do it again this hour. I want to begin each of these hours, as I did last, uh, and acknowledge that we've had uh, a lot of help along the way, uh, and we've had you know people who contribute to the cause by being sponsors, and uh, we appreciate that greatly as well. I do want to say thank you to Tom Lang, uh, my dear, dear friend and producer. He, uh, he does all the work. I'm, I'm a lazy bastard who just lends my name uh, to the event. Uh, but Tom Tom does a lot of the work, so I say that publicly. And then on to our title sponsors, Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Uh, you guys know Corner Pocket's been really good with us for a very long time. Um, they they you know Bill and his people over there are fantastic, and they're really always willing to help out. In fact, they're hosting the post round uh, get together, a little food, some beer, televisions, camaraderie, and a four o'clock show.
2: There you go, live show four o'clock. Yeah. The uh, plan, Alpha, is to be outside, kind of where we did the uh, kegtacular
1: special in November. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. I was a little nervous driving over there that day. I hadn't done a keg stand in, I don't know, over 25 years. You nailed it. I did. I killed it. I could have gone longer. I didn't want to show anybody else up. I mean, it was you know easy breeze like riding a bike, Tom. It was also 11 in the morning. You got to pace yourself. Yeah, we had a, long, we had a day. We some had of, a whole day to go. Yes. Some of us did. Some of us didn't. I left after I did my keg stand because I knew... That wasn't going to go well. I left after the noon window. That's plenty mm, of time. That's what you do. Plenty there. of time. So our thanks to Corner Pocket. Our thanks to the uh, collective. The battles end. They're hosting an autograph session, by the way, with the players uh, that you guys could be a part of. It's it's free to the public on Saturday. Uh, Doe Campbell Stadium, right outside there. Uh, 11 a.m. It starts and it runs till just afternoon. You'll want to get there, be part of that tailgate as well. And uh, get your autograph before you head into the pregame show where you see us at Hotel Indigo and our thanks to Hotel Indigo as well. We'll be doing the pregame show, Tom and myself, as we are wont to do every year. I notice as we're doing uh, around the horn of uh,
2: sponsors and such, and we're grateful to do so. But uh, Register Sausage is going to be on the menu at Hotel Indigo on Saturday.
1: Delicious. Outstanding. Yeah, Register Sausage is doing very well these days. They're they're broadening their horizons. Good stuff. If you haven't had it. Sausage dog yet. You can get it in do Cable Stadium and get it at Hotel Indigo. There you go. I would do it. I would do it. <laughs> it's, it's an easy question, professor.
2: <laughs> or is it doctor? No, it's professor. I think it says professor. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which is better. Yeah. Uh, if the moon were made of cheese, would you eat it? <laughs> what? <laughs> I would do it. And you know Wash what? it down with a nice cold Budweiser. <laughs> Goldbloom was perfect for that, too. Oh, yeah. Some was. of
2: the guest hosts might not have handled that. He did it really well. But Goldbloom
1: understands. He's even laughing. Yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, we want to thank Terry's Pool Service. Our friends from Terry's Pool Service will set up on hole number three tomorrow and uh, provide some refreshing cocktails. Woohoo! Go to terryspools.net if you need to get your pool ready for the upcoming summer season. You know who you are. Your pool looks like ass. Let's get it together. Call our friends at Terry's. Uh, Zaxby's, Danny and crew, really, really good people. Very supportive. They support Tallahassee. They support FSU big time. And uh, they're supporting us again tomorrow. Five locations throughout Tallahassee. Triagle sales, annually badass. Doff of the cap to our friends at Triangle. You're drinking for free because of them. Metro Deli, delicious food, awesome joint. If you haven't been there and you're downtown, roll on in. You'll see what we mean. Hole in one uh, sponsorship from Proctor Honda, Proctor Dealerships, plural. Good people as well. Also, having been here forever supporting Tallahassee, you can win a 2023 Honda Ridgeline from Proctor Honda if you jar one from 155. It's doable. Yep. I've never had a hole in one. Wouldn't it be cool if tomorrow were the there day? I don't think I'm eligible to win the Honda. Yeah, you are. Am I? We all are. Okay. Yeah. It's insured. Hold on, one don't care who make it. That's right. Well, then let let it be me. It'll Let probably, it be me. At
2: 155, the uh, wind being neutral, it'll be a it'll seven. play 163, 165. Yeah. It's up the hill. It's
1: up the hill. Yeah, that's that. I Okay. I like it. Uh, also, uh, we are excited about our friends at Gordo's being on the 18th hole. With some Gordo with some smashes.
2: Yeah, lucky group that starts out on 18th. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you could call it lucky, or you could be like, our round is screwed. <laughs> you have the cocktail
2: there. Then at 1, as you're teeing off on 1, we've got the full cooler and that stuff. And then you have another cocktail from Terry's at 3. Make sure you have a full breakfast to so the field out there. We've got light snacks. We've got, we'll put some power bars and some snacks in the bags as we get started. But if you want a hearty breakfast, in case you're starting on eighteen.
1: Go get you a hearty breakfast. Peace, Simpson. Nothing like a little hotel rooftop sausage. <laughs> That's right. Registers is right there. I have tried to convince my wife of that for years. With Mustard. Nothing like it. Uh, so it is that we will have an opportunity to partake and raise a lot of money. I have not. Who does Florida State play this weekend? Baseball. I think NC State. Boom. It's just, it's hilarious. Whether or not it's true, I sold it. You do, Yeah, you. No, it's NC State. You could have said anything. You could have been like, oh, I think it's a, a special one-off this week, and it's just Saturday, and they're facing the Yankees. I'm like, really? Did they do that? That's kind of crazy. What? Some sort of cross-promotion? Like, that's how indifferent we all are right now about this baseball team. Damn it, man.
2: I do know it's on the road because it always is for the spring game.
1: Yeah, one of these years. But I think they must like it that way because they keep doing it. Yeah, got to be. It is – it's frustrating. But this year it's probably best. (laughs) There'd be two people there. Probably true. There'd be two people there. You (laughs) would – I uh,
2: They might hold the skull session for the Chiefs in the stands because there's room during the game.
1: I shouldn't question it because I know his loyalty is awesome, but like, is Johnny Mac still out there yelling? Of course he is. He never wavers. No, he won't waver, but I'm saying it's got to be hard even for him. We're sitting over here at whatever we are. Losers of 15 out of 17 or 16 out of 18, whatever Man, it is.
2: His fandom is beyond constant. It's more constant than Polaris. He is there, locked in.
1: William writes, I rewatched the three losses from last season. As painful as that sounds, one common theme were turnovers. How does this year's squad prepare in the offseason to cut those out of this year's playoff run? Well, um, I'll, say, I'll say this. I, William, I think that begins with one guy. It's, it's your quarterback who got a lot better from that point forward because he responded to his poor play in those three games, they weren't all on him. Now there's plenty of blame to go around, but the, he grew up. I think we watched him grow up, and he turned it he turned it into a, a a banner year. And I think we believe going into next year that the ball is not in harm's way. When Jordan Travis is under center, because he is very comfortable in this offense, he pre-snaps really well in terms of what defenses are trying to do to him. Look, as he, I mean, turnovers happen even to the best quarterbacks, but I, I just think they'll cut down on turnovers because they'll be more efficient. They'll be a better football team. They'll be in positions where they won't have to take chances because they're going to be in fewer close games. They'll have a luxury of depth. They'll wear teams down, and they'll have leverage. They'll create more turnovers this year because teams will have to play catch up, and they'll do it against a better defense. And uh, I think you'll 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 be happily uh, or pleasantly surprised. Uh, I think this team. I don't think this team is going to be much of a turnover team because Jordan's smart enough to throw it away these days. Yeah, he gets well, what he's looking at. They can run the football. You know, you may see some fumbles because we run it so often, but I, I don't. Sec- I mean, uh, ball security is not a thing I'm worried about. You this go year.
2: back to the Clemson game in that second quarter, and you know everybody was... on Clemson's beat writing, uh, you know, the beat was saying that it's about the middle eight, the greatness of Clemson's middle eight. Yeah. Well, you got a turnover on downs in which Jordan reads it out improperly. It's nothing that Clemson did. He's got a throw to the flat. He throws to Johnny or whoever it was, and they were double covered. So you turn the ball over on downs there. And then yes, Clemson does make a play. But it's a sack fumble. You, know, you don't always have to, you don't have to be Christian Ponder here. We don't have to always put the ball on the deck. It's a short field, 42 yards they score. Clemson makes a play or two in there. That's absolutely true. But it's not like it wasn't within the realm of possibility for Florida State. We're in plus territory in both situations. Yeah, We're in plus territory in both situations. So it's not the greatness of Clemson's middle eight. It's that you got to clean up a couple things to what you're talking about. To so the point of take care of the football. And by the end of the year, in that Florida game, Jordan had to be perfect. He had to be beyond the failures of his teammates because there were a lot of them. Blocking was a problem. He was able to, in one play, make seven dudes miss. Catching the football was a problem. First three quarters, four or five drops. Tons. And he was able to overcome all of that with a poise level that I don't know was there
1: for that, those three losses. So he has gotten better. It's gotten a lot better. I think they're going to be fine. And I think that... Um... It's true when you lose football games you generally get to go back and note that uh you probably lost the turnover battle. Not always, but you probably did. So, you know, that's not sh- surprising that the three losses featured us on the wrong end of the turnover ledger. Uh they they dominated against you know, they've dominated against some, some bad teams last year. There's a bunch of bad teams on this schedule again. They're going to dominate those games. Now the question is, you know, against the better teams, do you win those games? You got like Maybe three or four opportunities this year to prove yourself against somebody who's got, a, who are capable of doing something about it. But that's the value of having it out the gate. Is your focus has to
2: be razor sharp. You know, when you get in for for fall camp, there is no messing. There's no Duquesne. There is no messing around. Yeah, you don't have, you have a warm up ready. You do not have a warm up, and you face that same exact team last year. So there is absolutely no excuse. And we talked about that coming out of the season. Is you've got several quarters of tape for them to point at as coaches and say, "So you think you're good?" Anytime you played somebody who was good, here it is. They can use that as a motivational tactic if they want to. Yeah. Because there's a little bit of truth in every which way you want to describe those three games about things are in Florida State's control. Fabo wasn't healthy. Objectively, we didn't play better against good competition. Like you can, however, you want to push the buttons if you're Coach Norvell, it's at your disposal.
1: I think one of the things that you, you know, you're absolutely right, but there's no getting around the fact. Like if you want to poke holes in what Florida State's expectations are, if you're a national host and you say, "Okay, look, I'm doing my top 10, you know, next Monday." And uh, I know a lot of you think Florida State's going to be in that top 10, but I'm not so sure. And then you went in to make your argument why? You'd start with the fact that when they played anybody who was any good, they didn't look very good. You know, I mean they 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 had real problems. I mean, Clemson, they didn't look good. Wake, they didn't look good. You know, the, you have the Oklahoma game, it's a, it's great you won, but that was not a good Oklahoma team uh, at all.
2: Nor, nor was Florida. Florida
1: City, was terrible. Both seven lost teams. And you had to really, you know, it was nip and tuck the yeah. whole way. And you got, your defense got destroyed against those two teams. Yeah, call me when your best win is over an opponent
2: that is not breaking in a new head coach and a new scheme in their first game. Like, you know, if, if that's yeah. your best win last year and the others aren't really that close in terms of the opponent that right, you beat. Right, right.
1: I can't trust you. Yeah. That would be the national talking point. And it's a fair one. I mean, it's a fair point to make. I've made it. You know, I've I've said it to our guys Hey, let's slow our roll a little bit. I think we're good. And good teams beat bad teams. That's what they do. So when you say, Oh, well, you blew out all the bad teams. Yeah. Well, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what good teams do. Good teams face a team that's lesser than and they beat that ass. And we beat that ass a lot. But so it's not a knock because you weren't winning those games before. You, were lo- you had a losing record. So you got to start with that. But I know how it works. As soon as you do it, somebody comes back immediately and goes, well, all right, great, fine. You're finally winning some games. But let's look at who you beat. You know, that's how it happens. But I think if you're a team that is being spoken of as a playoff contender, well, it's fair to dig down a little deeper. Let's, 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 you know, let's look at that. Let's say why it is we think that or why it isn't. And, um, you know, that is the point that I would make is that, look, you you got a great win against an LSU team that won the West, won the SEC West. That's a good team. And you controlled
2: it. If the game control was still a thing, you would have it in spades.
1: Yeah. So you did win that game and that matters. Got it. That LSU team beat Alabama. That LSU team was really good. Uh, so, all right, that that's a good win. But from there, you don't find many good wins. You just find wins. But you you know, you know, did not look the part against Wake, and you certainly didn't against Clemson for much of that game, and it's frustrating. All right, Joshua Farmer is going to be one of the reasons that Florida State has a chance to win bigger and look better and dominate the line of scrimmage. He's a young man who's come in and worked really hard. He's had a good spring. We've noticed that at practice, and I talked to him earlier this morning. You'll hear that interview next before we get to it. I do want to remind everybody today's show is for charity, raising money for our – uh, friends at the Second Harvest, the Jeff Cameron Show Invitational, War Chan Invitational, is tomorrow at Capital City Country Club. We'll be there. The teams uh, that have uh, registered, that money goes to the Second Harvest of the Big Ben, and they will feed. They will engage. They will educate. They will do the things that a wonderful charity does, and I love that. So we're helping them out. And the Battles Inn is the title sponsor, and they helped us out, and they helped the Second Harvest out. You can do the same right now. As you uh, head over to the chat, if you will, or if you head over to the YouTube feed of this show. If you're listening in your car right now at your next destination, you can do it from your phone. Yeah. Hit the donate button and let's get after it. We're at $1,030 currently. Awesome job getting over $1,000. Let's see if we can get it to two before we call it a day today. Show ends at three. So if you know somebody that wants to help uh, with uh, a crisis of hunger for many in our community, then uh, all you have to do is, uh, is donate. 16 counties, the second harvest of the Big Bang. Cup. That's awesome. So it's Jeff Carpenter, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Welcome back, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. There you see the man right there, defensive tackle. Josh Farmer going to join us on the Jeff Cameron Show right now. It's been a fun spring, man. I've been out there to every practice, and I just had Demetri Emanuel on about an hour ago, and we were talking about you.
3: <laughs> what do you say?
1: <laughs> so the reason I bring it up is some of my favorite battles are between the two of you. Okay. You get him, he gets you, and you know what he said? Cause I was there on Tuesday when he got back, and you laid it on him in that first <laughs> rep, and I brought it up, and he said, "Yeah, he's got a vicious strike." <laughs> he said, "Your hands, heavy hands, vicious strike." He was complimenting you, man.
3: Yeah, man, that's my guy. We sh- we sharpen each other, man. He's good. He get me. I get him. You know, we get better. I asked him this question, so
1: I'll ask you this question: When you win. Why do you win against him? And when he wins, why does he win against you?
3: Um, Right. Really, um you're, you're going against him, your, your technique got to be kind of sharp, man, because he's, he's an athletic guard, so and he's strong. So, like, you can't really just kill him with power or you can't really just kill him with speed. You got to have, like, a combination of both. So, really, you just got to be technical sound against him. Like, it's, if you like any technique that rep, he's going to get you, and that's the same for him. If I lock anything, he'll get me.
1: he gets get you if you're slipping, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I talked to you earlier in camp. Uh, it was me and the rest of the assembled media there, and you said something that struck me as pretty awesome. It made me think how confident you've become. Uh, you basically, I'm paraphrasing you, you said you can move anybody. Yes. <laughs> you can move anybody. <laughs> how much stronger right. are you this year than last? Because I noticed it. Uh, in the offseason, like right when we when we came back and just started covering practice again, I noticed at the end of the tour of duty, you were one of the guys that stood out. I thought, man, he's bigger. He's a lot bigger than he was. He's stronger than he was. So take me through that process. How much stronger are you now than, say, last year?
3: I would say I'm a lot stronger, man. And I, and I moved like, uh, I've gained over, what, 50, 55 pounds since I've been here. In the last two years, I was just learning how to move with it and work with it. And now I just think I put it all together. My technique and everything, and uh, my techniques got better, so I can I can use my strength a lot more now. And then not only that, I think I'm top, maybe top two strongest on the team, pound for pound. Uh, you know, if you put everything together, my power, speed, and explosively, I think I might be one of the one of the strongest on the team.
1: Was there a moment? I think you said the NC State game one time, but I'm wondering now. Like you, you obviously are poised to have a huge year. Florida State is in general. You look at you look at that defensive line group and you look at you, you your place in it in the rotation. Um, was there a moment when you thought I-, I can be dominant? I I this could be I could have a dominant
3: season. Yeah. Um when they you know, when they brought the transfers, you it's either you're gonna go to the bottom or you're gonna rise up. Uh you're gonna get better. And I know I just got better. I know that It kinda helped me. It hurt some people, but bringing the transfers and helped me. It didn't make you mad? No, it didn't you know spew to the fire
1: what's been the what's been the favorite your favorite part of camp it's been a productive camp for this group I mean when when we talk about this team we talk about the offensive and defensive lines as leading the way for this season obviously Jordan Travis gets all the attention he's a star but really we know games are won and lost in the trenches what's been your favorite aspect of this camp what looking at how much deeper the offensive line is how much deeper the defensive line is
3: Oh, just how much deeper both of us is, uh, like the ones and the twos, that's, that's really not a drop-off to that. And then just, you know, just like Meach and Reese, Mo, like those are the guys that I look forward to going to and, you know, winning against. And uh, I just think if I win against them, those are like – Meach was like third team all-ACC. He had a great year. I just think winning him, winning against him every day, that can help me become a better player. And that just – that's what I look forward to at practice. How close
1: were you to going anywhere else? Uh, obviously, everybody's happy you chose Florida State. Where else were you looking? What What is it, you know, when you look back on that decision, um, you know, and we talk about how far you've come. You put on 50-plus pounds. Obviously, it's worked out for you. But did you? were you close to going anywhere else?
3: At one point, I was close to going to Texas A&M or uh, Tennessee at one point. But I just, like, I didn't like the defense there. Uh, Tennessee ran at the time. They was in a three-point, and I know I, mean? was, I was an athletic mover. And then Texas and them, they, they was at the bottom, but Florida State was at the bottom at the time. And I just knew if I wanted to be at the bottom, I'd just go bring my hometown, go bring home back up to the top. I wouldn't go away to Texas to help them when I can help help Florida State here.
1: I wonder, yeah, because I, I ask a lot of guys that have been part of this turnaround Cause you know, when you go from having losing seasons to being, you know, a team now that it has aspirations to go to the college football playoff, win a conference championship, maybe win a national championship, you know, when that process happens, I always wonder how it was they arrived at Florida State because you had options. You could have gone a lot of places and in some of those places they were winning football games. So was it Mike? Was it Odell? What was it specifically they when they sat down and talked to you?
3: It was really Coach Odell just um recruiting me. He just he made it he made it known that he wanted me and he don't want he made it known that he don't want just any guy and a lot of guys he turned down and I'm one of the guys he wanted. And then Coach Norvell, uh he's just different, man. The energy he brings when I when I first walked into the stadium, it was just different than any other place I went. And I just fell in love with it and I you know, I was just first commitment. Coach Norvell, I just fell in love and I locked him. Mm-hmm. And I just finished my senior season. I think it was great. And uh, I'm happy I chose it here. What
1: what changed last year, Josh? Like, I I wonder, because, you know, there's a three-game losing streak, and then it's it's just shut down. Florida State dominates from that point forward uh, and wins out, including the bowl game. But what changed? I guess in particular for the defense, uh, there's a lot of really good performances in there. There's a couple that you can look back on that you want to be better in, but there's a lot of dominant performances in the second half of the season after that three-game losing streak. What clicked?
3: Uh, really just knowing what we got to do. like uh, Every man being selfish and doing their job, like being selfish at your job. And if every, if 11 people do their job, we'll get the job done. And, you know, just count on the man next to you. That helped us dominate and we know what type of talent we had out there like man for man we was probably the best i feel like we was the best and a lot of games we lost it was because of us we didn't no team just beat us we lost cuz of us and i just think that's what helped us
1: fans think i'm sorry josh i didn't mean to interrupt i uh fans think i hear them every day they 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 think about that lsu game all the time they're so pumped for that lsu game as a player as you round out spring we had the spring game this weekend are you happy to walk away from football for a, for a moment here at the end of spring and not think about football, or is it on your mind all the time about how big a season this is going to be and that game in particular being so high profile?
3: I might catch a little air, but I'm I'm not going to walk away from it. I keep back in days, like I got to keep getting better. You know, I'm I'm not even at my peak yet. Uh, I just feel like I'm I'm I progress, but I'm not I'm not at my peak, and you know? I plan on having a really big season this year. You know, and I I just got to keep stocking the days and getting better. So I could take a little breather, but I'm not going to really take a break. You know, I'm going to get better or something.
1: Yeah, it seems like the collective mindset. I'll let you go on this note. It sounds weird, but it's not weird. When I talked to you a couple of weeks back, <laughs> when I, you know where, I, where I'm going with this. I walked away and I told the, the, the guy next to me, another member of the press, I was like, man, that guy's got perfect teeth. <laughs> and he, and he, he goes, I noticed it too. I brought it up on the air and then I saw like several defensive linemen have perfect teeth. I'm an old man. I don't know what's going on, but what are you guys doing to
3: get perfect teeth? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. (laughs) That's for you to figure out, you know, I just got them. (laughs) Look at him. Look at those teeth.
1: (laughs) I'm glad my audience can see what I'm talking about. They know I'm not crazy. I was like, Hey, look, he's a good player. You know? And we were talking about the defensive line and the different fronts that we can get into this year and all this stuff they I'm like, by the way, my man's got awesome teeth. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. I love I don't want
1: to weird you out, but so you're not going to give me the secret. It, I, somebody told me veneers.
3: I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that's, that's for y'all to figure out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. I won't dwell on it. Be good, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate
3: you. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Take care. That's Josh Farmer, folks. Defensive tackle Florida State. He's going to have a huge year. He's not going to give me the secret. Not going to let me know. I'm going to look into veneers. Look at these teeth. These are good teeth. Look at them. Look at these teeth. But they're not his teeth. They're not as pearly. They're not as, they're not as shiny. There you go. That's an awkward ending. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, WarChan TV. They got a new record. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Good uh, on uh, Josh Farmer and uh, Dimitri Emanuel. Appreciate both gentlemen joining us on today's show. And uh, it was fun conversation. Yeah, I mean, it figures to, you know, it's good that we got offensive and defensive linemen in here right before the spring game. 'Cause they've been the star of the spring. And when you consider him I see Jimmy, you wrote this and you're right. When you consider him alongside Fabian and Daryl Jackson and when Braden Fisk is ready to go, that's gonna be a really good group. Don't sleep on Tefasi and guys like that either.
2: Tefasi Daniel Lyons, absolutely. I think they're going to be quite the combination. Tafasi has gotten going. He stood out, I thought, a lot mm-hmm. on Tuesday, especially the earlier half of practice. But the thing that everybody has their own shtick, like, for example, I think Fabian's got some of the quickest hands to not allow an offensive lineman to engage on him. Yeah. And Daryl's got raw strength. Braden, we'll see. Farmer's got a little bit of everything. Tafasi is shot out of a cannon.
1: Wait, did that just happen? Oh, my God. Who typed that in? Is that real? Is that a mistake? I don't know.
2: Wanna... It's not. That is Jonathan Brimer just donated twenty five hundred dollars to the Second Harvest of the Big Bend. Jonathan, it's beyond words. That's awesome. Two hundred and fifty more dollars. So the count is now thirty eight hundred
1: dollars to the second
2: harvest of the big Ben
1: that blows me away I am absolutely gobsmacked do you need a break to gather no I'm good I'm just blown away by that thank you very much uh, thank you guys that is fantastic I mean that is something think about that think somebody just did that and that somebody is Jonathan and countless others that have also uh, helped out. Oh, it's man, it's freaking awesome. Good, good, good job, everybody. That that'll restore your belief in people, man. Holy moly! You were talking, you were making a legitimate point, and I saw the no, I was do the, the number, and I was ignoring you because I was staring at that number, and I thought, what the hell? Well,
2: it's like Tafasi shot out of a cannon out of nowhere. Jonathan, <laughs> <laughs> here comes Jonathan.
1: Uh. uh, uh Yeah, you could hit the Holy Jesus if you want right there, buddy. Leave it on a loop and we can leave. (laughs) Holy Jesus. Well, I guess we'll move the goalpost and try to get to 4,000 before the show's up. Goodness gracious. This will be a fun
2: text over to the folks at the Second Harvest, unless uh, they keep getting pinged on their phone. Good God.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you very much. I uh, I, I'm I'm moved, and uh, I'm. This is a cool thing about the venue, man. It's um, uh, or the the medium, I should say. It's it's just it's neat. I I, the problem is, Jared, I can't. Um, the the programming in the system is such that uh, you know the the next show has to start, guys. So I, Jared, I I can't. It's not that I wouldn't. I would happily stay on for 15 more minutes, but we really can't do that. Um, now, I will tell you this, just so you know. Uh, again, we've got a bonus show tomorrow, so you'll have a Jeff Cameron show, and then tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m., myself, Corey Clark, Iris Chaffel, we're gonna get together again and uh, and get on the mic and uh, and and do a video, and uh, you, you get, it'll be live. And it'll be good times. <laughs> Does Jonathan want to call in and read the probables? Uh, you, you can. I, I'd give that up if he wants to do it. By the way, you know what I will do, Jonathan, uh, in honor of what you just did? Uh, today's ISF, Solving for the Future, is Jonathan Brimer. Jonathan Brimer is solving for the future by his kindness and his willingness uh, to part with uh, a sizable sum of money to help feed those who go without, and that is the best. Um, that that's the best solving for the future that we've done, and we've done some good ones. And ISF is awesome, and they help folks all around the country from right here in little old Tallahassee. But man, how about that? That just happened. Usually, I'm the one who keeps it together
2: if if there is something that's profound and emotional I'm the one that's having the hard time
1: uh, <laughs> uh no I just had to sit and and let that kind of wash over me and and um contemplate what that was you know that's just cool as hell man I do say this a lot and this confirms it and that is that the the audience that we have on the Jeff Cameron show is phenomenal I mean I I don't just say that Curry favor. We've been doing it a long time, and we've met a ton of really incredible people, some that are no longer with us. I mean, the show's been on a long time. People have come and gone. Tons of graduates that came through here and discovered the show and then went on to their careers in other cities, whatever it might be, and we run into each other every now and again. But the one constant is that when we do something that is charitable-related or something that's going to help out those who are doing without, you know, whether it's Christmas time with the Guardian Ad Litem, this situation, whatever it is, whenever we do it, people exceed my expectations. They go above and beyond. And I'm always saying that on the air. And I just don't want people to think that I'm doing that because I'm trying to entice more donations or whatever. I mean, yeah, I want you to donate. But I just tell you that openly. The thing is, I'm always blown away because in my mind, I mean, look, we all work hard. Everybody Puts in their time. They're doing what they can. You got families. You, know, you, got, you got to feed your kids. You got to pay your car payment. You got a mortgage. You got colleges to save up for. You got all these things you got to do. And so I'm like, look, man, I don't expect people to part with hundreds of dollars, certainly not thousands of dollars. And then they do. And then they do. They come through. They'll do it. And they offer it up. And somebody, this is tangible, guys. This is real. Somebody's going to eat because of these donations. And they wouldn't have. So it's a real thing. And it's um, it's overwhelming. It's humbling. It's 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 one of the coolest things that it, it is the coolest thing about the job. I think that we have this platform, this medium, and we can draw attention and shine a spotlight on something, a, an area of need, and people respond. A
2: distant second is uh, back-to-back trips to Pasadena, <laughs> but it's distant. It's yeah. Distant. Oh yeah. 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 This is by far. Yeah.
1: By That's- far. That was the coolest venue that we got to go and and be a part of because of our job. But this is much more rewarding. This this hits you right way down deep in the cockles.
2: I didn't think I could feel like I did for the holiday tournament, you know, every year for the bowling tournament, which is just so moving in April. But thanks to everybody. Jonathan leading the way, but we didn't get to 3,800 by just Jonathan. So
1: thank you to everybody. We met at the Corner Pocket in 2018 before the infamous Virginia Tech game. I brought my dad was there with my buddy Adam Toller. Adam's awesome people. Yes, yes. Good memories. Great memories, yes. And uh, the Virginia Tech game was not a good memory.
2: It was not part of that good memory. That kickoff was awesome. 15 minutes on the clock in the first quarter.
1: Felt great. Everybody was pumped. Everybody was pumped. Thank you, Chris. We're over 4,000. We got there. All right. Wow. It's huge. It's great. Uh, let's gather. That was, hey, Jonathan Conrad, who is uh, a, a, a supporter and collaborator here on the Jeff Cameron Show an advertiser and uh, advertiser and the head man over there at ISF. And This, this couldn't have been any better, buddy. $4,500. Jesus. Um, it's awesome. This couldn't have been a better. I mean, this is the ultimate solving the future. You want to learn more about ISF, go to isf.com. And you can get into what it is they do. I normally tell you here, but I'm letting this sit for what it is, which is, again, a spotlight on kindness, man. Great job, everybody. It's Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.
0: The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3.
1: All right, Tom, let's flash that number, buddy. One dollar equals four meals. Is that right, Bill? That's fantastic. Well, think about what we've just done here.
2: Quick math eighteen thousand meals so far. Eighteen thousand.
1: Yeah, I almost cursed. That's awesome. I mean that in a good way. Like, are you blanking me? That is incredible. Eighteen thousand about cover the fine. Yeah. Uh we're up over four thousand five hundred dollars in a very short period of time. And we thank all of you. Troy, Greg, Pharaoh, Jonathan, Chris, Steve, Rebecca, Jared.
2: All of you. Some giant numbers in there too. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be, as Jeff said, it's from the heart. It's from the heart. Yeah. And we all have different budgets we're looking at, but it's just $4,500.
1: Uh, so think about it. So again, I'll go through this today. Kurt, Troy twice, Zyler, Garrett, Tony, Noel, Dad, Adam, Jacob, Rebecca, Marcus, L. Mitchell, Gordon, Troy again, Greg, Farrow, Jonathan, Chris, Steve, Rebecca, Jared, all these folks. Filling the filling up the uh, the money trough there that's going to help feed people. And our friends at the Second Harvest, thank you as well. So we're off to a great start. Tomorrow's tournament's going to be awesome. We have a fresh show for you, a new show. Yep. We're going to do it tonight, obviously, because we're on the golf course tomorrow. Uh, But I'm looking forward to that as uh, well. And we'll see everybody out there that got registered and paid for a team as well. All that money's going, all of it, to the Second Harvest. It's awesome. And uh, we'll be out there golfing, having a good time. Then we're going to go and do another show at 4 o'clock over at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Uh, we'll go there for lunch first and hang out and have a good time.
2: They'll have a good spread for all the golfers.
1: So there you go. That is going to be, uh, this tournament's always fun. I'm glad we started it back up again. You know, we went years without doing it. I had gone 13 straight years doing it. So many wonderful people over the years. Um, I remember the first one we ever had was a four-person tournament. Four people. Really? It was me, Eric Llewellyn, Matt Millar, and uh, just plain Jim. And uh, Jim is dead now, has been for years. Uh, but we we started by saying, hey, um, you know what we should do? We should have a little golf tournament and see if we can raise some money. People can bet on which team or whatever that, that is going to win. And we played a carn And at that time, 25 years ago, I had never played a carn And Jim was a member. And so he got us out there and we played. And we had a great day. We, uh, we were all terrible. Uh, but that was the first one. And then from there, we were like, okay, well, I think we have enough of an audience that we can have a legitimate. Because I, I was new to the airwaves. People so didn't know was
2: me. you interact with the airwaves to see who would win among you Yeah, four, we just or? basically
1: took charity bets. Like, people would say, oh, I'll bet $5 on Cameron's team. Oh, I'll nice. bet $10 on Jim's team. You know, whatever. And, and we just went out there. I mean, I don't even think we raised, but, like, you know, $700 or something like that. Whatever so. it was. It was just something. It was an idea. But then from there... um. We added, you know, we just we kept growing, and then finally we, we were like, well, we should just do this thing, and it, because it took us like ten years to even get it started, and then finally we did. Thirteen years in a row, I left uh, iHeart, and that was kind of the end of that. We did one on the FM dial. We did, yeah, um, it's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is better. Um, Thank you to George. Uh, Fifty dollars more puts us over forty six
1: hundred dollars. Thank you to George. That's awesome. By the way, Jared noted that he's originally from St. Pete, went to Lakewood High School. My man. Class of 2010. Uh, He's a youngin'. Oh, no. I know. He's a youngin'. I'm class of 89, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He volunteered with
2: the Second Harvest. That's awesome.
1: He volunteered with the Second Harvest. You
2: can speak to it, Jared. Aren't they awesome? Aren't they great?
1: Yeah, that's cool. Um... Yeah, you know, Lakewood looks a little bit different uh, compared to when I was there, Jared. But uh, still there on 54th Avenue South, though. <laughs> still there on 54th. And I would ride by it on my bike every day in my childhood. We got to do probables. We want to thank our friends at the Power Mill there. You got a young baseball player, young softball player. You want to get the most out of their abilities. Swing on by the Power Mill and get some lessons. Uh, they'll get the most out of your Little one, or if you're a high school player, whatever it is, looking to go pro, they got people, they got expertise for you. All right, fire it up. Let's do it. It's time for how you say with the pitching uh, probables? Might it be the day the Rays lose? They haven't yet. 12 and 0. Three to two game in the fifth. Boston leads. Okay. Corey Kluber started that one. Jeffrey Springs started for the Rays. A's O's tied at seven in the sixth. Goodness. Adam Oller uh, and uh, Cole Urban. we got Phillies and Reds tonight. Bailey Falter, Nick Lodolo, Twins-Yankees, Joe Ryan, Johnny Brito, spells his name like an ass, W-J-H-O-N-Y. Come on. Johnny, your parents had to be better than that. Tigers-Blue Jays, Spencer Turnbull and Chris Bassett, Pirates-Cardinals, Vince Velasquez, Come on, Vince. Need you. You've been terrible so far. Jordan Montgomery going for the Cardinals. And finally, Brewers, Padres, TBD, and Nick Martinez. Let's look at those that shall reside on them up. <laughs> the up. The Tonsasar ice cream, huh? My place. That's my spot. That's the ice cream store that I stole all the quarters out of the Miss Pac-Man machine.
2: Not all of it. That's where my youngest sister had her uh, wedding reception. I'm sure that cost mom and dad $10. It's a nice nice spot at the Don Cesar.
1: I've been to several weddings at the Don Cesar, worked at the Don Cesar. There used to be a shop at the Don Cesar many, many moons ago that a beautiful, beautiful girl worked at. And I would go on my ice cream breaks and walk down and bring her a cone. You would. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, That's I, awesome. I'd bring her a cone every day. I'd be like, oh, hey, Gail working today. Was that her name? Yeah.
2: You remember? Yeah. Well, wow. I can so tell, you tell your whole name. Like, hey, Gail. I'm not going to. I mean, Banneker? No. That's a uh, <laughs> yeah. breaking bad joke. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hey, Gail. Got you a cone. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys are good. <laughs> yeah. Literally so. She had um crazy spiked up like all over the map. Oh, really? Hair. Yeah, it was blonde hair. Because I was hoping was, it was green or something. No, at that point. no, 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 no. It was crazy blonde hair. But, you know, there's the 80s. So, so they, she was a punker. Well, no, no, not that kind of. It was like spray. Uh, oh, okay. Hairspray was a big deal in the 80s. Yeah. For men and women. <laughs> Both. <Yep. laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And she did. She had the poof on hair, but she was stunning. And uh, I used to love, because I, I worked only like three days a week, four days a week, and so I would always see, like, oh, I wonder if she's working this weekend, you know?
2: Over under six women in your life, uh, girls, whatever, high school, that you made mixtapes for.
1: Oh, my God, way over. Way over? I'm a music guy. Oh, you okay. know you know, I'm a music guy. I'll mixtape anything. I'll, I'll throw it oh up. Oh, my. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt. We're over
2: $5,000. Jeez. Two anonymous donations, $455 and $385. Oh,
1: whoever you are, thank you very, very much. That's freaking awesome. I just, I, I'm, I'm emotionally spent in a good way. It's incredible. Thank you guys so much. We're at the tail end here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can't say it enough. I mean it most sincerely. And the second harvest thanks you. We're at over $5,000. Blow my mind. What a fun day. What a fun day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Be well, everybody.